Because we'd like to hear Christmas and all through the house. And a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Suddenly I heard a strange noise down below. So in my flannel pajamas, I went tippy-toe. I could see your excitement from the spot where I stood. So I slid down the banister just as fast as I could.
Christmas on Christmas Island. How'd you like to spend a holiday away across the sea? How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas Island? How'd you like to hang your stocking on a great big coconut tree? How'd you like to stay up late like the islanders do? Wait for Santa to sail in with your presents in a canoe. If you ever spend Christmas on Christmas Island, you will never stray for every day your Christmas dreams come true. Hello, Patricia. Grinch the Grinch the Grinch. Play the Grinch again. Play the Grinch again. It's on my computer. Oh, the Grinch the Grinch. I love the Grinch. And I think part of my I love the Grinch each year mm -hmm. feeling is that it's Boris Karloff doing the narration. I think so. He was so wonderful. I and, think so. And his, his range of performances is just staggering. Um, he gave the entire performance of the original Frankenstein monster without dialogue, mm -hmm. absolutely zero. And you knew what he was thinking, you knew what he was feeling, you knew, you just knew who the monster was, and he did that without dialogue, just astounding. And then to do something like this for a children's story? Yep. And he did quite a few children's stories. He did. And people may recognize the uh, singer in that, that is Ravencroft, who was Tony the Tiger in old commercials. No, really? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's the singer, and he... He had a wonderful voice. And he was part of the Sportsman Quartet on the Jack Benny radio show in the early oh, 40s. See, I thought it was Paul Robeson, and of course it wasn't. I remember now that yeah. it, it wasn't. Thurl Ravencroft, who... Was living not too far from me in the same city called Gasman. Huh. 714-545-2071. Hollywood, we uh, told Patricia the good news to what you think for the clip. 
and I have found the song for you, Hollywood, the song that you were asking about. Yep, that was a thank you to Kurt. And I sent the uh, YouTube link to Harwood. If you haven't checked your email, Harwood, it's in there. Yes. With a thank you to Kurt. Thank, thank you, Kurt. Thank you. Now, I have further thank you for possum goodies. <laughs> Here's the song that you requested, Harwood. Here is the top tune of the week. Here on Yesterday USA. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas Only a hippopotamus will do Don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toy I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy I want a hippopotamus for Christmas I don't think Santa Claus will mind you One of the classic Christmas songs you hear every year here on this station. What if it happened to Silent Night? <laughs> Walden? <laughs> and maybe a little Odessa Fidel is uh-huh, there? Uh-huh. Yep, I, 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 I think those might make a comeback someday. Oh, good grief. <laughs> well, we were a little bit slow in getting back... Because we were doing research. We did a little research here. Yeah. And we found a 2009 article, Good Morning America ABC. ABC put out an article titled, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer Celebrates 30 Years. And they got two pages of copy out of that song. (laughs) 
Now, I will reserve my opinion. No, I probably won't. We're, we're just kind of hanging loose here because it's Christmas and I get to do stuff on Christmas that I never get to do any other time of the year. Like be bad because Christmas is almost over. <laughs> I don't have to be good anymore. All right, here we go. This is what I was reading to Walden and when we finished gasping. All right, it opens with, just over 30 years ago in the mountains of Lake Tahoe, California, two musicians, which I think is a very loose term myself, embarked on a journey they had never dreamed of, creating a one-hit Christmas wonder, which was, of course, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is a single that has not just received a gold record, but platinum. And it is one of the most downloaded ringtones during the holiday season. These are the yahoos out in the street who have their cell phones going off in the middle of church and little things like that. And it it rings, Grandma got by a reindeer. I can see that really being very acceptable inside church, right? Sure. I mean, people do that. They they have... people, uh, People are talking in church on their iPhones. I know. How... How did we get into this one? Okay, that was just the first paragraph. Randy Brooks and Dr. Elmo Shropshire. Honest to goodness, that's his name, Shropshire. Unless he pronounces it Shropshire, which is a possibility. Met in 1979 while playing with their bands around the holiday season. For most of Brooks' life, songwriting was just a hobby, a creative outlet. You've got to be kidding me. He found inspiration... This is heartbreaking. He found inspiration from Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, and Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, well, bless his heart, you know, Bob is still out there singing, and of course Dolly is too. One Christmas season, he was listening to Merle Haggard's Grandma's Homemade Christmas, in which family members anxiously await Grandma's card because of its beauty. And he found himself getting a little annoyed. He realized more than halfway through through the song that Grandma had died. This is really painful, Walt. (laughs) I got angry and said, Merle, that is so unfair to do to people, Brooks said. If you were half the songwriter you think you are, you would admit in the first line of the song that Grandma was dead And then if you could come up with three verses and a chorus, you'd really have something. So this was my exercise, a parody of Merle Haggard's song. Now, I don't know how Merle feels about this, but I'm getting a lump in my throat over this, Walton, and it's not because I am emotional. Well, yes, I guess it is. This is terrible. And it goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. Ill-fated grandma becomes a chart topper. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was a gag gift. Dr. Elmo, by the way, is um, a veterinarian, or was. He, he has turned to guitar and band <laughs> and stuff like that. Now he's, I don't know what kind of, let's see. <laughs> okay, while the song saw chart-topping success, it wasn't without controversy. Well, we're finally getting somewhere. Some people loved it, some people hated it, Dr. Elmo said. Radio stations were called to pull the song off the airwaves, calling the song ageist, sexist, and counter to the Christmas spirit. Brooks said the song was written with a light heart just for people to get a chuckle. 
we got the hitman out there. Uh, I wasn't thinking beyond getting some cheap laughs in a bar, Brooks said. That's what I was writing songs for, to sing novelty songs as comic relief for my band. And the more punchlines I could put in, the happier the audience was. I certainly wasn't thinking of a national audience. Well, I guess we can bless him for having a good thought. Mm-hmm. Grandma was a sensation. This is Dr. This is Dr. Elmo? Who's talking here? Don't even know. Grandma was a, sen- a sensation, and a few years later, Dr. Elmo made a music video, and its popularity took off across the nation. In 1984, Grandma had overtaken White Christmas in the top spot for the holiday hit list. Oh, great. I hope that was just for one year. Yeah. It had to have been. I mean, this, this animal could not have... I'm going to page two, folks. We've actually got a second page here. And I haven't read all of the first page. It became so popular, toy companies licensed the song to play in stuffed reindeer. Malden, parents ought to be licensed. (laughs) Okay, references to the song appeared in comic strips, game shows, greeting cards, and even Trivial Pursuit. Eventually, television producers vied for the rights to create an animated Christmas special based on the lyrics. Uh, There's more. uh There's more. So that's Grandma got over by a reindeer. I'll take the hippo any day. A hippo in the front door and a reindeer in the front yard. Uh-huh. Dear me. Okay, well, some people have it and some people have it. That's true. Some people have it. 714-545-2071. We are soliciting information about... What you thought of Santa Claus when you were a little kid. A little kid? A little kid. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts on Grandma? That's right. Yeah. And we've got an awful show and a fibber show if we ever get to them. And the General Mills Investors Club we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. And I just want to remind people that there is a download site that I gave out a week or two ago, a couple of weeks ago. dot oldradioworld.com oldradioworld.com I do have some useless but fun information and I need an address from Dan in Tennessee and from John in Sacramento please, please, please because I've got some goodies to send you are you ready for some useless stuff? you bet (laughs) shut up Patricia, get some good stuff (laughs) okay hot cookies Hot cookies. What does that mean to you? Uh, I was thinking about going to Swinson's Bakery, and the baker's dozen is hot right out of the oven, and it milks in your mouth. That's what I would think. And maybe chocolate chip Toll House cookies coming out of the oven, Mm. or gingerbread fresh out of the oven. Well, in medieval times which is a few years ago. Before we were born? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around Henry VIII. Uh Uh Hot cookies was a popular game at Christmas in medieval times. 
it was a game. This is, you talk about game. I mean, <laughs> if you think Rudolph was, was abused, it was a game in which the other players took turns striking a blindfolded player who had to guess the name of the person delivering each blow. Hot cookies was still a pastime until the Victorian era. Now, if that isn't ill. That's, that's right in the Christmas spirit, isn't it? Holy cats, I think they were in the spirits. Oh, man. Good grief. And that's really sick. Yeah. Hey, Wiz. Yeah. We beat you up. Put the blindfold on him and Quack. we'll beat him up. Guess Quack. who? Guess Quack. who? Ah, okay. A Christmas club. Christmas club. The savings account in which a person deposits an amount of money regularly yep. to be used at Christmas time for shopping. Do we still have Christmas clubs? No, but we know the rollaway plans. I, mean, I think I sent some article to people about Kmart and people still have a rollaway plan. Oh, lay, lay, yeah, the layaway. Yeah. If they're they're layaway. alive and well, it gives but, people an opportunity to set aside toys, right. and especially if they're on sale. You know, yeah. if you get something at half price and you put it on layaway. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, somebody has to tell me when the Christmas club spirit started. Hello there, you're on there. Good morning and Merry Christmas. Good morning. Oh, Merry Christmas, Fred. You just didn't disappoint us. We knew you'd be here. At some point. <laughs> At some point. <laughs> you have galloping reindeer on your lawn? Uh, yeah, I think he's coming down. He's headed to Hawaii now, according to Norad. Ah. Ah. Okay. in Hawaii and that's it, I think. Guam. He goes to Guam. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. Last year he went to Guam. So how was your uh, your dinner party today? Fantastic. Oh, tell, tell, tell. Yeah, I had uh, I met my my brother who was recently divorced. Uh, is running his house out to another young uh, man my age who's divorced. So I met him and his kids, and he is a fantastic cook. So he cooked us a ham dinner with mashed potatoes and carrots and maple syrup. Oh, it was good. Very good. good. Sounds like a winner to me. Everybody around here has been eating roast beef or rib roast or roasted roast roast. No, we had ham. Nice big ham. And I got another, another one to go to tomorrow at my aunt uncle, so keeping busy. And what do you think you're going to have there? Probably turkey and mashed potatoes, I would guess. Good for them. All right, we're right in the spirit here. <laughs> Did you ever have Christmas goose for dinner? Never. I've eaten a lot of things, but I've never eaten a goose. Never eaten a goose. One person, John from Maryland, called, and I asked him about food, and he said that his mom used to make a Christmas goose. And he is the first person in my whole little life I ever talked with who knew what a Christmas goose tasted like, or a goose. And, hmm. um, so there. I, I'd like to try it. I think when we talk with James next week, James Tuckwell, from, who grew up in England, I think he will talk uh, and tell us, uh, I know he'll talk, I think he'll tell us that Christmas goose was a popular dish over there. That's my bet. I don't know that for sure, but I think that's what he's going to say. Yeah, it's kind of what you think of, so you think of Christmas, in a way. I mean, I don't know why. We've never had it, though. Well, it's a British song. Christmas is coming, the goose is getting fat, 
please put a penny in the old man's hat. If you haven't got a penny, a halfpenny will do. If you haven't got a halfpenny, then God bless you. So they sing about the Christmas goose. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. And another sideline about Goose. According to what I saw earlier today, the very first artificial Christmas tree was made out of goose feathers. Is that what it was? Yes. Hmm. Goose feathers? Goose feathers. How did you put together a tree with goose feathers? I don't know. It must have been feathery. Uh-huh. Goose feathers? Goose feathers. Uh, that would be a weird-looking tree. Yeah. What did they stick the feathers on? I don't know. I mean, they must have just stuck them into some branch. Grief, when, about when did this happen? I don't know, they didn't say, they didn't about put the time? time grandma's reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, the first artificial tree. All right, I'm back out here. So, Fred, you long. keep talking. Well, I saw the grandma right over by the reindeer animation, and I would not recommend it. Wasn't a highlight, huh? It's not a classic Christmas special, though. Well, the other thing I saw I was going to mention, well, uh, you know, candy canes. What is, it huh? to, what is it supposed to symbolize? Well, it's got two symbols. Do I get to say or does Fred get to say? You, I don't you, get to say. I have no clue. All right, Patricia. The first, the first is that red stripe represents the blood of Christ when he was crucified. Okay. And the second is that the candy cane is uh, first cousin to a shepherd's staff. You're good. I haven't heard oh. the. Yeah, I didn't hear about the uh, what the red red stripe symbol. I but I, but you know when that came when it when that started. Yes, but I can't remember. It was the 20th century. I didn't realize with that. Oh yeah, it was it was very recent. Yeah, to make uh, just plain hard candy. Uh huh. Uh, and it, it was a candy stick. It was a peppermint stick, wow. not a candy cane. Wow. And um, I know this because I watch the show How Things Are Made, and last year they had a candy cane person. Isn't that a great show? It's a wonderful show. And if I yeah. go back in my notes, last year I wrote down how many millions of candy canes they sell, mm. and it just blew my mind because this was one manufacturer. And, yeah. you, and you know, and it's just a seasonal product, so yeah. think you think what they got to do all year to get prep for it. Let's see what we got here. Notes from... Candy, candy facts. We do not want candy. Well, Christmas fun facts. Maybe that's it. Um, so, oh, we need candy canes, candy canes. Candy canes. Name, candy canes. Notes. Um, maybe that's it. Okay. Candy canes, candy canes. Well, you people can talk while I'm doing it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we're all ears away, Patricia. Yeah, we're we're suspense here. Yeah, I know. But, so, have you opened any presents yet, Fred, or that's going to be uh, the Yeah, I opened one from a friend. Mm -hmm. Well, I got a six-pack of Pepsi from one friend. That all was, right. Yeah, and I'm going to have my Pepsi. And another friend of mine gave me a very old, I think it's... It looks like it's 30 years old, 40 years old. It's an old Boston Red Sox team flag. Ah. In really good condition. Nice. That was cool. I got that on my door. And I gave... best part was seeing my nephews get excited over their presents. What did you get them this year? Uh, I got each, each toy gun. I like their, their rifles. 
And then I got them uh, coin boxes, electronic. One was a football, one was a one was a uh, baseball, and they had their, like a talking coin bank. Huh. Oh yeah. You put your money in, they tell you how much you got. Uh huh. Yeah. And I got a kick out of that. And I got each of them a uh, Red Sox uh, lunch pack. Like a like a lunchbox, but it's a like a mini knapsack mm-hmm. and a notebook. That's not a lot this year. I don't have a lot of money. Last year, I got him a telescope, which they loved. Whoa! Yeah. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> 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 but every once every year, I usually this year I didn't do it. I didn't have the money, but every year prior to this year, I'd gotten them something together. Uh-huh. The one big thing, but they're so competitive and they're so close in age that I don't dare buy one thing, some something for one one of them and not for the other one. Mm-hmm.